0: Hey, welcome back everybody, HSC Podcast 64, Big Box Steve on the mic, the Big Smooth and Fresh West. And uh, tonight we're getting into a lot of good topics, so stay around, listen to the end because you're going to like all the topics, I think. If you are uh, watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like, love comments, if you got any comments uh, for those on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. thanks for listening, Appreciate the support. And if there's any topics you want to hear, if, you know, th- throw those in the comments for us because uh, it's always good to get more topics out there. We're not limited to sports for all of you watching either. So if you want to comment something besides sports, we're happy to do other comments, other uh, topics as well. But we enjoy sports and movies. So you're going to hear a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just real quick, we don't need to jump into this too much, uh, but obviously NBA final started tonight. We have been talking a little NBA to start. Um, Denver, Miami, you know, Miami ends up winning that game seven. That was kind of a just a crazy series, but now they go to Denver. I mean, I guess the only question in my mind is does Miami have a chance
1: I don't think so. I don't think they have a chance. I think the the nuggets are just a buzzsaw. It's either gonna be a sweep or a gentleman sweep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jokic man.
1: Just Another triple double.
0: Another big triple double too. It's not like he's just barely getting it.
1: Well he's just a stat
0: patter though, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not at yeah. all MVP. Yeah. What do you think, West? and Miami have a chance?
2: Not much of a chance. I mean, unless something drastically changes in the next game. I mean, Miami didn't play bad, but you know, they're probably tired, too. And okay. so they do get another couple days off, see what happens game two. If they're going to change the series, it's probably going to have to be the next game because they go down 0-2. You know, Denver will probably just pick up one of those games and right. – and, To me, it it only goes five games. Yeah, then you're like a 4-1, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and Denver getting that rest really helps them. Like, they're not a typical team. They don't play a lot of players. They play a lot of minutes. And so them getting the rest, I think, helped them sweeping (laughs) their series and then uh, Celtics and Heat going seven. Uh, I think that really helped Denver more than anything, so... I'm kind of in the same agreement. I thought Denver had the best chance of winning it before. I still think they're going, you know, have the best chance of going now. So um, we'll see how it plays out. But NBA playoffs, I think, are a wrap. <laughs> uh, but let's get into some NFL talk, right? I mean, I know we're we're still a few months out from preseason stuff and, you know, but a lot of stuff happened in the NFL lately. Uh, but – we're going to start with a topic that it's it's a hot topic right now. I don't know how much social media you guys do, but uh, I've seen this topic, quite a few different social media platforms. And so I wanted to get our thoughts on it so we can get our two cents out there with the, you know all the other people out there doing this. And what they're talking about are the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL history. You know, um, I've seen some which are overrated right now, which is, is an interesting topic too. Um, uh, but I think the history one is it's a real interesting topic, uh, because so many factors can play into what makes a quarterback great or hall of fame worthy, or, you know, not or overrated. And there it's, it, there's a, a certain matter of opinion that comes into this as well. Um, and I'll give you an example and I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you right now, this guy's not on my list, but I've seen him on a lot of lists, uh, or from a lot of social media users, which was Brett Favre, you know, and when you think about a guy that's thrown 500 touchdowns, you know, you know, you start looking at that stat, but then they throw out some other stats too, you know, and then you start thinking about stuff like that. So it becomes a little subjective, you know, as, as you start looking at this. So what we're doing, we're doing top five, most overrated NFL quarterbacks of all time. And we'll go five, five to one. And so, uh, Derek, why don't you lead us off?
1: No, oh, this one, he was an okay quarterback, but I think because where he played, everyone gave him more credit than he did. And he never won in the playoffs, never reached the Super Bowl. And that's Tony Romo. I
0: Ooh, mean, he was he real in, high he was, on
1: my he, list. He, he played in Dallas. And so automatically they were like, oh, he's really good. But he, I mean, what? He's an eight and eight quarterback,
0: right? yeah, he, he never did a whole lot, didn't have real great stats. Um, I had him real close to the number top five., uh, the reason I took him off is because I'd never think of him as even rated good. so how can I be he overrated? <laughs> so it's hard for me uh, to say, you know, but I guess there are some people that think Tony Romo is good. I mean, I think now that he's a broadcaster, kind of hypes that a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely agree, you know, Tony Romo is, is up there. I uh, see. Wes, what do you got at five? I got Doug
2: Flutie. Doug Flutie. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. I mean, he came in the league. Uh, there was a lot of hype just because of um Boston College and he went in the Heisman and being his size. But... He just, I mean, never really did anything. He bounced back and forth from the CFL, went to the Bears, went to the Patriots. And it's just uh it seems like everybody kept saying, no, 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 they kept, you know, he kept getting yeah. another job, another job. But yeah.
0: That's interesting because I didn't have Flutie on my list, but now that you say it out loud, like it makes more sense.
1: I kind of feel like, though, Flutie is underrated because he didn't get that shot because of how small he was. He wasn't a high draft pick. Um, Just think when he went to the Bills and they were a playoff team and they benched him for Rob Johnson. Look what happened. (laughs) Look what happened when they were winning with Flutie. They benched him for Rob Johnson, and yeah. So I I kind of feel like Flutie never got a chance because back then – he was. He, he's not a six-four big guy.
0: Yeah, he saw. it. He did still have a, a decent amount of college hype, though. Coming out, you know, uh, but I, I guess you could you would know more about it, right, if he had more playing time. You got more chances at it, but I mean, I like that pick. Uh, my number five, I got Trent Dilfer, and the reason. I got Trent Delphers because the only time he ever really won anything was, you know, with the best defense, you know, that you could have. Uh, he didn't do much to win that, win those games. You look at his overall statistics as a quarterback, it's not very good. He's very mediocre in his passing percentage. Uh, his touchdown interception ratio is not good. Um, he, he never has had great seasons throwing the ball. And then, you know, then he's like this talking head, which everybody's supposed to listen to. And you're like, dude, come on. You weren't even that good. And so <laughs> I, I put him up there because it's like the only thing you ever really won was when, you know, you had arguably the best defense ever, you know, comparable with the 85 Bears.
1: Does people really consider him a good quarterback, though?
0: Well, I think yeah, it goes along the lines of the Tony Romo, same thing, like because he's on, he's he's on TV, you know, yeah. he he does a lot of analysis, and that's the same way I feel about Romo's analysis. It's like, dude, why should we listen to you? <laughs> like, what do you know?
1: I feel like Dolphur, though is it's the one that you're like, well, if your defense is really good, you could still win a Super Bowl even with, blah, blah, <laughs> blah, like, like the Ravens did. Right. Or like the Bucks did with uh, Brad John. I mean.
0: But he played a lot of years. You know, he started a lot of games. And and so he stuck in there over a couple others like the Tony Romo's and a few others. But uh, I just like to point out that these analysts just don't know everything. And they weren't that great of players. Uh, so let's go to number four. Wes, what do you
2: got? I got Boomer Sison. Oh, he was right there, too. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, there wasn't really a season where he had less than 10 interceptions. I mean, that's right. the crazy thing. I mean, there were a lot of interceptions. His record was 80-93. and 93. He did have a Super Bowl appearance, but he didn't really do anything in the game. And so, um, yeah, it's just... And I mean, I know that the media likes to get caught up on certain guys like, Oh yeah, he's a really good guy. It's like, doesn't mean he's a really good quarterback. Right. Yeah. And it's again, you know, he gets
0: uplifted by being in, in the face of the public a lot too, you know? Uh, And you guys have already gotten two of my top eight that I were, I I had in the top eight and I was deciding between Romo and (laughs) we're both right there. Uh, I took both of them off, but, you can make real good arguments for that, especially Boomer. It's just because he really didn't do anything, you know—the the one Super Bowl appearance—and I was just there, just having a great season. Then they ran into the 49ers. Uh So mine's a little bit. My four is a little controversial um, because I do think he's a good quarterback, but I have Dan Fouts here. Yeah, he's a hall. If he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, mm-hmm. and when you look at his numbers, yeah, he threw for quite a bit of yards, especially for that time. But his touchdown interception ratio was not good. Uh, he didn't really uh, throw. He, he threw the ball a lot. Right. And he threw a lot of interceptions, but he also didn't win anything, which is also a problem for me. Like you got to win some games too, to to for me to be like a good hall of famer, you got to have some other things to hang your hat on. Besides I threw for a lot of yards, you know? And so I just think when I look at hall of fame quarterbacks, Dan Fouts is one that if I looked at that, I'd be like, that guy's a little overrated. What do you got Derek?
1: uh My number four follows kind of in the footsteps of my number five, except he was a winner, but I'm going Troy Aikman. Hmm he was a winner and that's great but he was kind of like a facilitator so he's in the hall of fame but i think he should be in the hall of very good (laughs) um he only had 165 touchdowns to 141 interceptions and i mean he got lifted because of the Cowboy because his
0: team was great yeah Um, and and zero zero pro bowls so he never made a pro bowl or they're never all pro. Um, and uh he he also yeah, he a lot of his success came based on having you know one of the best offensive lines ever, you know, mm-hmm. arguably the one of the best running backs ever, because if you look at spirit yardage. And then their defense was no slouch. like they had good defense. You have Michael Irvin, you had Alvin Harper, you had Jay Novacek. I mean, geez, I mean I Yeah. Troy Aikman. I can see that he's on the list. (laughs) What do you got at? No. So I'm three here. And uh, guess who I got? (laughs) Troy Aikman. (laughs) Uh, So I'm in the same thought process. And I think he's also lifted into the public's eye even more now. You know, he's seen as this person who can, you know, make all the analysis and stuff like that and and not to say that he wasn't a good quarterback and I think that's really where he falls for me is like a mediocre to good quarterback in a very good situation with a great team but really didn't have the stats to back up being one of the best ever right and, and a hall of famer and so I got Aikman there
1: My number three mirrors your number four, Steve, and but it's n- a different quarterback from that Chargers. It's Philip Rivers. Yeah, he was he had great stats, but in the playoffs, he had some horrible performances. There five and he was five and seven in the playoffs, and he had some like thirty percent completion percent games he was pretty bad in the playoffs and i just can't you know when you have him eli and roethlisberger all in the same draft and he put up great numbers and he'll probably be in the hall of fame but he just couldn't perform in the playoffs
0: yeah and statistically he he played well better than some of some other quarterbacks you know statistically but he didn't have the wins he didn't have that that big game playability, playoffs specifically, like they just didn't do much. And so Rivers is definitely top 10. All right, number three, Wes, what do you got?
2: I got Tony Romo here. Just, uh, I just, it was nauseating for years, just hearing how great he was all the time. So you hear um, how great
1: of an announcer he is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, no, he talks a lot as an announcer. It's, it's, it's not quite refreshing to put it that way sometimes, but no, it's just, he didn't be, he just didn't perform in the big moments. Of course he put up, of course he was talented. He put up stats, put up numbers, but I mean, the Seattle game, almost a snap. I mean, pretty simple thing to do. You catch the ball, kick the ball, um, he just he kinda just the the bright lights, just like the rest of the cowboys in the last twenty years, uh, a little bit too bright for him, so he should have stuck to golf. He probably should have.
0: He's a good golfer. We could comparatively to to us. You know, he's 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 not pro status, but maybe he would have been if he focused all his time on it. Um, but it, it's hard to argue Tony Romo. Like I said, I had him right there. Uh, it would have been, it's like really him, Trent Dilfer. And, you know, those are guys that I, I put in all that same era. And and the, what I don't like about them, or what I, what I think gives them the the overrated in my mind is not just because they didn't win anything. But like, again, it's like, now they're supposed to be the so-called experts. You know, and I don't know, I just you just didn't really show much. So how are you gonna come back and and tell everybody?
1: Well, only had what, Joey Galloway, T O and Jason mm-hmm.
0: Witten? Yeah. Oh, they had plenty of players on Dallas, yeah, and good defense, you know, so they they had good teams. I think he'll Dak Prescott's going down that same path. <laughs> So here's where it gets ugly. The top two. Uh, so Derek, you're leading off here.
1: I was debating this because both these guys, I think, are so overrated, but both are for different reasons. Um, So my, I'm going to go my number two because my number one is more overrated, I believe. My number two is Joe Namath. Uh, 173 touchdowns to 220 interceptions, completion percentage of 50.1%, and a QBR of 65%. So, all he's really... Yeah. He gets into the Hall of Fame because of him predicting a win in the Super Bowl, which his defense carried him
0: on. Yeah. Which which some people say might have been fixed.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: You, you ever heard that know. one? No, I haven't heard that one yet. Oh but. man, you gotta look into that one.
2: It's a good, It is one. Ubank, dude. We no, Weave <laughs> Ubank coached coached for um for Baltimore, so he knew. It's like uh it's like Chucky, well,
0: man. Here's the story. It's because they were trying to merge, right? Oh yeah. So. and so the story goes that they wanted them to win so they would look good and good so they could make that merge happen. And then the second part is like, they broke down the Baltimore's game showing how like they completely just came off the rails from what they normally did throughout the season to get there, you know, like just a total breakdown. And then they show a couple plays where it's just like, like, where are you throwing the ball? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, it's Johnny
2: U, man, Johnny yeah.
0: U. Like, it's a fun. Oh it's a it's a fun well, one. To isn't watch. that
1: because of Buddy Ryan?
0: <laughs> so here's the other question, though. Maybe he knows that the game's fixed, so of course he comes out and predicts the win. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. already know the fix. Maybe is in.
2: maybe Earl Morrill threw the game because he threw like four <laughs> interceptions. Right. But Johnny Unitas. He has nothing to do with it, man.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a It's on the bench
2: until the fourth quarter. Then they put him in the game like, hey, you're down 16 to nothing. You got a bad shoulder. Go out there and throw three touchdowns and win the game.
0: Did he really have a bad shoulder? (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Come on, man. Like it's only a conspiracy theory until it's true,
2: right? No, I wouldn't put anything past Earl Morrill. I I get that, but so. so that that's, I mean, but
0: yeah, I mean, statistically, you look at Namath, the only two things he has going for him is the first player to ever throw for 4,000 yards and the type, the one Super Bowl.
2: But listen to this one. Okay. Back one more thing is it is weird. I will admit that <laughs> Laurel like got benched and, and they put in Unitas and then Super Bowl five, Unitas got hurt. Emboro came in and won the game. See how <laughs> it flipped like that? Mm, yeah, that is yeah. kind of weird.
0: How long has this uh, game fixing been going on? <laughs> the script, right? It's all about yeah, the script. Uh, all right, it. Wes.
2: Who do you got it to? Oh God, I got Joe Theismann. Oh yeah, because I'm angry because you <laughs> you like hurt my childhood Super Bowl Seventeen. <laughs> And then he comes back and gets waxed in Super Bowl Eighteen. That's like the greatest Super Bowl ever. Yeah. Black Sunday. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. Throw, he he didn't really have that. His stats weren't that great. He was fifty-five percent completion passer. I mean, didn't throw for that many touchdowns, and sadly did get hurt. I know that's a factor, but still, it's um another TV personality. That's kind of part of it too. You know. Well, a nice restaurant is <laughs> the
1: restaurant is good. The
2: restaurant is good. This well, touchdown we'll to interest ratio it. <laughs>
1: it wasn't good. There's a restaurant in um it's in Virginia on the outskirts of DC. They have really good uh, crab cakes and they had this um fried banana bread. Whew, so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he does one thing well. Yeah. I also heard that. I also was reading when I was checking into Thaisman because he was he was definitely on the list. Uh That he was very arrogant and people didn't like him very much.
2: What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so. quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he was like <laughs> I mean, he was <laughs> like Shooter McGavin. He's Shooter <laughs> McGavin, right? He's nice on film. Like, hey, I'm a nice guy. And then when the kids like, shut up,
0: sign <laughs> your autograph.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: right when the cameras are off. Yeah. Uh, but I could see that I can see would with being up there. Um, so I have Terry Bradshaw right here
2: oh <laughs>
0: and you look at Bradshaw obviously it's hard to look at someone with that many Super Bowls and say you know how can that how can you call someone like that overrated? but statistically he was awful
2: yeah
0: you know and then on top of that, you look at the team he played with, and then it's like, okay, he, at best he's a mediocre quarterback, you know. And so, I don't give him any credit for his wins. Well, the only thing I I give him credit for is that he played and won four Super Bowls. Good job,
2: dude! You you fell into the right place at the right on. time. Are you saying that? He had good receivers like, hey, Lin Swan, (laughs) go up there and jump over, dude. I'm just going to throw it anywhere, and you're going to catch it. Right. But I will say one thing. Do you guys remember when he threw the last uh, touchdown to Lin Swan in Super Bowl 10? Did you ever watch it? He got knocked out of the game, like cold. Right. He had to pick, and he threw the touchdown pass. They had to drag him off the field. Done.
0: Yeah. Now, well, it, it's not that he can't throw the ball, like he's a yeah. quarterback in the NFL. He just his stats <laughs> are horrid, you know. He never really had any great seasons. He, his team got him there. He actually won a couple Super Bowl MVPs because, you know, with his great
2: receivers, he had some pretty good running backs too, like yeah, <laughs> you know, like, Harris, like I mean, they, they carried the ball a lot, yeah. and so he didn't have to throw the ball a lot.
0: But us really what really won the Super Bowl, right? It's the defense.
2: Oh, <laughs> now they didn't play that really? well in Super Bowl 13 and 14. So he did play well in those games. He was MVP in those games. Right. But still, those throws to Stalwart, John's, you can't even find a receiver like John Stalworth in the NFL. That dude was right. just smooth and fast and big. And he he his catch radius it was just ridiculous. So yeah, it's I could see where you're going with that because, I mean, yeah, a lot of another TV personality, a lot of noise all the time. He's pretty loud too. Oh yeah.
0: Well, and the overrated for me comes with the Super Bowl wins, right? Yeah. Because you 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 instantly think of somebody with that many Super Bowl rings and the MVPs as he's got to be one of the greatest. And so when I think of overrated. That's that's what overrated sparks in my head. And so I got Bradshaw too. And then uh that brings us to good old number one. So Wes, you've had some different ones up there. If you're leading off. I can't wait to hear what your number one is. It's
2: it's Joe Namath. It was that was it was, was kind of hard between him and Joe Diesman but it's hard to sit there and say that because it's just ever since we were children that's all we've heard. Yeah. You know, and and and, and it's not that he, he early in his career, I mean he injuries same thing with Scott Diesman. But the thing is, he had some good numbers in the AFL, but when you're a kid and all you hear about is Joe Namath and the first thing I wanted to do when we got cassette tapes. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we're talking about this. Is I wanted to watch Super Bowl three and I watched it and I'm like, that's it? I mean, he didn't really do anything. He threw like four passes that were big, big passes. So it was early in the game and Matt Snell, right? He should have been the MVP, Matt Snell. Right. <laughs> he had 120 something yards and a touchdown. He didn't even throw a touchdown in the game. So. Yeah, it's just a lot of noise. Too much yeah, fun. yeah.
0: Unfortunately, I got Joe Namath here too, and it it's because of this the icon iconicness, if that's even a word that that goes around his his name and him as a player, and to be talked about in the same breath of Joe Montana's and Dan Marino's and even modern day guys like Tom Brady's and you know it's it's hard for me to say how can you even put Joe Namath in that conversation but he is all the time like he's constantly talked about as one of the greatest quarterbacks the NFL scene
2: and it's like every other super bowl they have him on you know they get it or you're right. doing the coin toss or you're doing something like that i get it i I was always an AFL guy, AFC guy. I've always been. I've only rooted for the NFC a few times. And one of them had to do with the Broncos because it can't stand the Broncos. Right. But <laughs> that, I like how they won, but how they won was defense. It was all leave you bang.
0: Well, first of all, it was – it's not – and it, you're just – you talk about this one game that defines him, like he's a <laughs> – a hall of famer and one of the greatest because of this one game, like take that game out, even that season out and then look at the rest of his career. Like it's just trash.
2: (laughs) It's not very, he, his knees were really bad. I understand that, but still it history doesn't lie. You can, so what you're injured, you know, it still doesn't change the fact that. Yeah.
0: And you can't fake statistics. You know, you can, but you know most statistics don't lie. (laughs) And then, let's see, Derek. Number one. My,
1: thunder, my thunder's gone because of you, Steve, but it's, it's yeah. Bradshaw.
2: Yeah. Bradshaw's oh. my number one.
1: I put him number one over Namath because <laughs> of the four Super Bowl wins. And everyone talks about it. But it's like, he had 212 touchdowns to 210 interceptions. I mean, how is that a Hall of Fame quarterback? He, and then... Don't get me started, Wes, on um, another overrated player, Lynn Swan. Oh no, not Lynn Swan. Swan was great in the Super Bowls. Yeah, but, he was.
2: But yes, some should, good catches. But did he have better statistics than Cliff Branch? Well, that but see, that's the thing. What we're talking about here is it's the Hall of Fame argument. Is we we look at numbers, and of course, Lynn Swan and Bradshaw and. A lot of these guys, if you look up top fifty most overhead players, they put out a lot of old guys at the top, but some of it's not fair because they didn't throw the ball back then. they I mean, like put like autogram. You know, it's like, come on. They don't even I mean Have the game has changed Graham so stats? much even in the seventies. <laughs> in the seventies it became more of a passing game. So I get it. There isn't much excuse for having bad stats in the seventies, you know, but in the fifties and sixties, like Bobby Lane's overrated. Nobody even knows who Bobby Lane is. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, it's also. I mean, you got you know, guys like Norm Van Brocklin on the list. And, oh yeah. Uh, Kenny Stabler and. Oh, erroneous. George Blanda. <laughs>
2: erroneous.
0: <laughs>
1: Erroneous on all accounts. I saw one that had LaMonica on there too, and yeah, I like, La La they had
2: They had Blenda on
0: there. It's um,
2: like he was a backup. He was a kicker.
0: <laughs> I I did notice in like doing a lot of the research as you get, as you went back in history with statistics, it was more likely that they had a closer touchdown to interception ratio. You know, there was a lot more of that yeah. than there is in. 80s oh, 90s yeah. and 2000s numbers
2: it's until the 49ers came along and it changed the whole game right you know they didn't have to take so many chances but the thing is wasn't it that's a hard list because i'm like driving i'm like man i want to put him i'm a i'm like at phil sims i'm like yeah oh, but what happens is you think about it, it's like was Phil Sims even really considered good
0: that's that's the problem you run into. Because I had Phil Simms on the list. I had Jim Kelly on the list. Yeah. And you look at Jim Kelly, you're like, well, dude, you lost four Super Bowls. But then you're like, well, you went to four Super Bowls. I you know? know? And and so you go back and forth with some of that. Um, I also saw a couple of lists with guys like Mike Vick on there. Uh, Don McNabb.
1: That's um, my quarterback, man. My <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> I had...
2: Ew. Yeah, I wanted I, to put McDab I, on there. I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah. I want to put Steve Young on there. I'm like, uh, come on, Steve. That's a tough one. You just jack Joe Montana's job. And, and all of a sudden, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to Jerry Rice. know, it's
1: like, was, oh, that's
2: hard. Here.
1: <laughs> here was one that I had. And then once, because it's like one of the narratives out there. But then I looked at his numbers. I'm like, actually, not that bad. Eli Manning, yeah. he actually doesn't have that bad of numbers.
2: No.
0: Yeah, it's not terrible, but also, also, but then he's falling into the latter years where you expect those numbers to be a little better than, uh, you know, 50-50 on your touchdown interception ratio or 50-50 on your win percentage. Uh, If they don't win those two Super Bowls, obviously Eli is not considered good at all.
2: No. You have no idea. My, I was like, I made a list right when we said the tag, team. and <laughs> guess who was at the top of my list? Jay Cutler. Man. Jay Cutler, man, number one. Man. And I'm like, wait a minute, he's well, not. I, he wasn't really good. I had McMahon on my list,
0: but I was like, nobody's gonna know who that is.
2: Yeah. Well, it's not honestly the list. You, we can make three lists of the quarterbacks today. Yeah. Or in the last ten years. There's so That's many. That's not. I was like, that's not fair yet. like I've already racked on some of these guys way too. Like, Mac Jones, I'm like a little harsh on Mac Jones. But still, I'm just banking that it's not going to be the greatest year for him. But to, to sit there and say, oh, they're the they're the most overrated players already, it's too yeah. soon. Here's one that we
1: didn't talk about. He's still playing. And I just think he's overrated because of how much hype. He's good. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but the way they talk about him, I mean, it's like, okay, you've won one Super Bowl. You're the same as Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron
0: Rodgers. Yeah. Everyone yeah. talks
1: about Aaron Rodgers as like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Wes, on that little list you sent, they have him down as the goat of the Packers.
0: Really? <laughs> Well, well, statistically he's been pretty good, but it's it's the that, now that's that other factor, right? We were talking about winning, winning in the playoffs, you know, coming through in the clutch, you know, uh, because, those other I mean, things. What?
1: Him and Favre have the same amount of MVPs, right? Yeah, and they the same number of Super Bowl wins. So, how can you say that he's so much better than Favre?
2: No, he can't.
0: No, uh, well, I don't. I don't think he's better than Favre. In my mind, they're they're very similar, right? Yeah, I, I don't put them any better. But then it's like, you look at a guy like Bart Starr, for example, who didn't have great numbers, but, you know, he was the face of the franchise back then and the face of the NFL, you know. And so why wouldn't he be the GOAT? Right. You know, but I, I agree. Oh, Obviously, I don't like Aaron Rodgers because, you know, he's a backer. Yeah. Um, you don't
2: hear anything about him either. It's kind of weird. What is he doing? By the way,
1: yeah, I haven't seen anything
2: about him. Oh, you damn it! Oh, he's yeah, at a Taylor Swift concert. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me?
0: <laughs> he kids loves
2: the optics. The, the only he thing he knows to...
1: about New Jersey is the Jersey Shore, right? Taylor I Swift.
2: Will, I, I will guarantee you, Bill Belichick is playing four Super Bowls in two years, and they're, they're all four games are against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> when, when he's at the concert, Bill Belichick is like, You know what? I am. All my best stuff's coming out when I play him. It's gonna be like the Giants. It'll be like LT to the Giants. Like Super well, Bowl. Like we're just gonna lock him down. That's my goal.
0: My my thought process on Aaron Rodgers at the Jets is it's a it's an all or nothing situation. He's either gonna come out and he's gonna play really well, and they're gonna they're gonna go to the playoffs and they're gonna have to contend, or it's just gonna be a trash year for him. I don't. I don't think that'll be any mediocrity in there. Like it won't be like they almost got there. I think it's gonna be all or nothing.
2: What do you mean miss the playoff? I I see. I see they could potentially go eight eight miss playoffs, but I mean, I think they're gonna be there. But man, yes. you're put. You're putting some pressure. He, he's out part. He's he's all over the place. It's like, man, I tone it down a little. Remember, yeah. you are almost forty. One hit break you in half, dude. Like, not good optics at all. Well, he, no. uh, you know,
0: he's got that uh, alternative health lifestyle. Oh, so you God. never know, dude. He could live to be 200. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, he was in the dark room.
0: Like, what right. were we thinking? <laughs> so, it's a great transition to our next topic, which is uh, quarterback-wide receiver duos in the... currently in the NFL. And I mean, I, I'm I'm guessing we're gonna have some similar thoughts on these, maybe in a little different arrangements. Um but as I look at it, there's a couple that, that came up that kind of stuck out in my head that I was like, you know, uh, I'll give you an example like Derek Carr and, and Olave, you know, I actually think that's a great place for you know them to to have a good season, right? I think uh well, especially
1: thinking Derek Carr and a healthy Michael Thomas.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if Michael Thomas comes out healthy, how much better is that for Olave? You know, and then the way Derek Carr throws the ball, you could see a big season out of there for Olave. You know, a lot of catches for Michael Thomas and then a lot of yards for Olave. But there's a lot of those that uh, we just don't know what's going to happen yet. And so that was interesting too. Um, but I'll lead off with my number five here. And this might be a little controversial and a lot of people may not agree with this, but I have cousins and Justin Jefferson at number five. And the reason I have it is cousins is holding them back so far. Uh, Even though they have good statistics, like you should be way better. Cousins is the same thing. He falls apart in the big moments. You know, he doesn't throw the ball well when he needs to whether it's playoffs or prime time. And and you got Justin Jefferson, who I believe is the best receiver in the league. And you're rated at number five. That means that you're not good at the quarterback position, but you still get to be in the top five because you have Justin Jefferson. So I got, I'll start it off there. Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, number five.
1: When I looked at my criteria, because I thought of Cousins and Jefferson, but I looked at quarterback first. And because there's so many good receivers out there, and I think there's yeah. like a core like group of quarterbacks. And so my five is Herbert and Al and Keenan Allen.
0: Or you can even go with Mike Williams. I think yeah. they're interchangeable at that point. But yeah. Uh and Herbert, I think, carries the load for, for their duo whether each way you go. But Keenan Allen brings some good things to the table. He's a great route runner, he catches the ball well. Mike Williams is a huge, deep threat. Big guy catches, you know, catches in traffic. So, um, if it was like all your wide receivers and quarterbacks, <laughs> and your quarterback, and like, Allen is still yeah, a top ten wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to be a health health thing for him for a while now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting,
1: going with a top five quarterback, a top ten wide receiver for my.
0: Yeah, 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 and and it's, that's a good one.
2: All right, Wes. What do you got at five? I yeah, got uh, Gino Smith and DK Metcalf. <laughs> I mean,
0: there's nothing wrong with
2: that. I mean, I mean you could have just, you could have Tyler Lockett in there. I know that. Well, that was the thing. It's like you know. I mean, it's a good. I mean, he's he's so. I just didn't think he'd be as good of a route runner as he he was, and just yeah. the way his lateral movement, just being so big, but. It's a great weapon for Gino Smith, you know, and he played well last year. I'll, I'll give him that. Even though I don't, I don't, I think this year it's it might be a different thing. Yeah. But I think if if he does run into trouble, I mean, he's got the perfect. He's got a great security blanket and locket, and he's he got EK on the other side and some new weapons. But yes,
0: Gino, for me, this year, this is where it's like. It's a, the proof is in the pudding year for him. You know, there's obviously not a ton of tape on him out there from years previous, you know, and so he, he went out and he threw a lot of short passes and had a high completion percentage and, and played within the offense and he did well. Uh, There, there's a good argument for that, for that duo as well. So. Number four. What do you got, Derek?
1: I have uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. Really? Yeah. And number four, Well, you're not a fan of A.J. Brown, I know. But he did have 88 receptions and 1,500 yards receiving and 11 touchdowns last year. So, I got, I think Hurts, well, he's an MVP candidate. And I think AJ Brown's a top ten wide receiver, so that's why I got them at
2: four.
0: Yeah, nothing wrong with that.
2: What do you got for Wes? Um, I got Chua uh, and Tyree Kill, just because it's lethal. And even though you got Waddle on the other side, I just, I still think that. Um, the way Tua places the ball and kind of sets everything up for him to go deep. You know. So.
0: Yeah, I like, I mean, I think that's another interchangeable one, again, where it's like, I think you're just as good with Tua and Waddle as you are with Tua and Hill. Hill. Hill does bring that X factor, you know, and one of that's just his ability to get away from people you know, he's, he's so fast and, and just so agile. It's, yeah, I like that pick too. Yeah, you guys aren't going to like this one. Uh, I got Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. Uh, Even though they haven't played together, I think it really depends on Aaron Rodgers being on top of his game. But I think this is the perfect thing for both of them as far as the way Garrett Wilson runs his routes and the way Rodgers throws the ball. Wilson's going to be open a lot. And as long as Rodgers gets him the ball like he's done historically to his receivers, he's going to catch a lot of balls and he's going to get a lot of yards. And uh, I think it's good for the Jets if Rodgers can actually, you know, just play like he normally plays. Like he doesn't have to be great, doesn't have to be bad, just play like normal. And Garrett Wilson, I think, will, will have a big year. All right, so, so interesting. So I don't think we – have we had the same picks yet? Nobody's nope. picked the same teams yet. So that's – I thought our top threes would be really close. So we'll see. Well, we'll see I cheated in my here. top
1: three, so you'll you'll be upset with one of mine.
0: Uh, I, I'm sure you threw in uh, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Wait,
2: but, <laughs> but, but I thought it was receivers.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, but it technically agrees. is, but oh. yeah, I, I had a feeling you were going to do that. But that's okay, that's okay. I'm fine with that. Um, but Wes, what do you got
2: at three? And then, yeah, I, I got um, Diggs and Josh Allen. So I just, even though, again, he's got help on their side. It's just, whenever they want to just damage a defense. I mean, Josh Allen can go to Diggs more, and I think he might this year. He might just say, you know what, we're just gonna take over. You know, there's he just tr- likes to run the ball a little bit too much. Potential of getting hurt, which is I think kind of dumb the way he runs the ball sometimes. I think he's gonna arrow mail it a lot more to Digs this year. Yeah, I agree.
0: I have Digs and Allen at three. Also, uh, <laughs> I, I think. Diggs is such a good route runner. And if if Josh Allen, if they really wanted to, they could do a lot of, you know, throw him back and forth between them and do a, you know, 10 catches, 150 yards every game. And so it, it's hard to not put them up near the top, even though I think Diggs carries him a little bit because Diggs makes some really good catches sometimes. Uh, because Allen sometimes can be a little bit errant with his with his balls. So um But I also have Diggs and and Allen at three. Same. Same. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, I thought we would all have similar top threes, but, you know, I mean, maybe uh, you guys will throw some other ones in there. So I have, maybe to your chagrin, Derek, because I have Hurts and Brown at number two. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the reason I do is because I think AJ Brown fits into this team better than he did at the Titans. I think he's, he's comfortable. Um, And I do believe Hertz just continues to get better. And when you look at, when you're talking about a quarterback wide receiver combo, you also got to think about all the things the quarterback does and, and Hertz does so much. And then you throw in a, a good solid receiver and now you've got, a guy like Devontae Smith on the other side so you can't spend all of your effort on A.J. Brown that makes it a lethal combination
1: yeah Brown was 88 for 1496 and Smith
0: was 95 for 1196 so yeah it's rough mm-hmm. so that's, I got Brown and, and Hurts it too
1: well I, mean, I know what your guys ones are but they're mine too <laughs> it's burrow and chase
0: yeah yeah i mean tell us why burrow and chase
1: well i think burrow both burrow and both chase are top five at the each of their positions and uh like you everyone talks how great justin jefferson is and he is Remember, everyone forgets Jamar Chase was the man there at LSU. And he has played really it isn't not like he hasn't played well when healthy at yeah. with the Bengals. It's just that he has T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd to also get the ball. So
0: Right. Yeah, there's a little bit more distribution there for sure. What do you got to, Wes?
2: I got to go with Stafford and Cooper Cup just because of just the combination. I mean, that's his go-to. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when all else fails, I mean, it's amazing how how Cooper Cup gets as open as he does. But Stafford is good enough to find him. I just, you know, I question how healthy he's going to be because he hasn't been very healthy last year. And it seems like he's been banged up the last couple of years. But he gets him, gets him the ball. There's no problem yeah. getting him the football because he's such a great receiver. He is. And I think he brings that up a lot. <laughs>
0: you know, you really got to worry about Stafford's health and Cup's health. Obviously, he his injury too. Uh, so, for me, I think they're easily top five if they're healthy. Yeah, You know, I think that's the big question for those guys, which is why I didn't necessarily – I had him on my list, but, you know, they they didn't make the top five for that reason. It's like, I don't know if I can trust that. Um, And just Stafford just, I don't know, there was something weird about him last season Mm -hmm. that I don't know if he's going to, like, he got a Super Bowl ring, and now he's, like, he's been beaten up for his whole career in Detroit. He got a ring, and now he's like, you know, it's not worth it anymore. (laughs) Especially if I go here and get beat up again. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, so that leaves number one. Uh, obviously, all this, because you guys, Derek, already pulled us ours. <laughs> or at least mine, uh, Burrow <laughs> and Chase. Um, I, I really think you're right. I mean, they're definitely top five. You know, they might even be tire. You know, they might even be top three, you know, between, between them. And that like that's subjective as well, but. When you watch the way Jamar Chase runs routes, catch moves after he catches the ball, things like that, he's got a lot. He's got all of it. You know, he's got all the tools. And Burrow, when he's confident, he's slinging the ball. And so, if I'm gonna pick a duo right now, that's where I'm gonna start. And so, Derek, we are. You kind of already gave yours away too, but.
1: Uh, Mahomes and DeAndre Hopkins.
0: <laughs> Boy, that'd be brutal.
1: Because that's... that's the rumors out there. Yeah, I know.
0: Oh, God, no. Well, Hopkins says he wants to win a Super Bowl.
1: The Bills, Bills were an option, but they don't have the cap space, so they're talking that the Chiefs are the high, yeah. highest probability. Yeah.
0: Johnny you should go to the Raiders, dude. Hopkins and and uh. Adams. Adams, dude. Come on. Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, Mahomes with any receiver is good. You know? I mean, I don't like Mahomes that much as – I don't know what I don't like about him, but he's great. He's, he's a great player.
1: He's st- – I I – Hate the fact because being a Raiders fan, it's come to my it's another John Elway to me, where I really hate him, but you have to respect him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and just some of the throws he makes is just amazing.
1: Like he just gets out of, and you're like, "Oh, there's a sack." No, he's throwing yeah. it behind the
0: back. Right. Yeah. Like one of these days he's gonna be like, go under his leg, you know. Well, even in, in the
1: against, against the – um, was it the Bills? Or, no, or the Bengals. The Bengals. And he just, like, rolls out, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to run for 30 yards.
0: Right. In a playoff game.
1: Well, yeah, because so, he's got
0: good feet. I mean, he definitely yeah, he's he got a
1: decent amount of speed. You don't look at him like a Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Right. Or an Allen, or a Herbert, or –
0: yeah. So. But then, yeah, and then you're – I know, obviously, we're talking receivers, but you look at Kelsey, and, you know, he's in top ten, I think top five of receiving yards against receivers, you know, for the last whatever, how many – seven years, eight years or whatever. So it's not like he's just doing normal tight end things. He's getting a lot of yards. And so uh, definitely when you're talking about combos, that's tough. Who got one, Wes?
2: Come on, who got one? (laughs) That that Joe Burrow guy. Yeah, I was watching some of their practice, some some of the practices highlights and stuff. I mean, just the. I mean, it's like sometimes you think Chase isn't that good, and then you see him jump up in, in his vertical, and then he he'll catch the ball. And Burrow knows where to throw him the ball, where he can jump up and then catch the ball and then run across the field and score a touchdown. Right. Just that type of – they have that type of connection that very few, you know, quarterback and receivers have had in the history of the game. And I just think they're going to light up defenses for, you know, another couple of years. many years. So –
0: yeah, they put in work too. I was watching some of the Chase and Higgins doing their catching drills. Man, you got some crazy drills where they're like, right before they catch the ball, they're grabbing one of their arms and pulling it down, mm-hmm. right as the ball's coming in uh, from from a uh, one of the pitching machines too. So it's coming in fast, you know. And so those guys are putting in work, making yeah, sure. I they like they're it. I like
2: best. I like they're doing the sideline stuff too because it's like, okay, if all else fails. You shield. You can jump up, shield the defender away, and, you know, right. you get 15 yards.
0: And, and Burrow's definitely capable of making those throws. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you talk about there's arm strength, right? There, then there's arm strength and, and strength of accuracy, you know. Mm-hmm. And So there's a lot of those go into play it's not just how hard you can throw the ball. You know, obviously Josh Allen has a huge arm, but you got to have a huge arm with accuracy, you know? Yeah. Both those play into the factor. So, uh, so that's a, that's a good list. I like it. Uh, let's, let's turn away from sports for our, our other listeners who want to hear these been waiting for the movies topic all night uh, because we got a good one. Uh, We're talking about movies from comic books. So this is a big list. I mean, I don't know how you guys do your top five, but I try to break it down from big lists to small lists, and it's tough because there's just so many good ones. And then there's some ones that fall in there that you didn't really think about as you're thinking about these lists, you know? And so I have a feeling we're gonna have much different lists because there's so many, right? It's just sheer volume. Uh, let's see. Why don't Wes, why don't you lead us off with your number five? You have Batman. Well so you gotta be more specific than that.
2: <laughs> the, the the killing joke. <laughs> i mean that's i mean i didn't ha- have a lot of comics to the kid but th- that one and a few others i've had i think i still have the dark knight yeah but um yeah it's um i don't know it's 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 been a long time since i even looked at the killing joke but um I just remember as a kid, it just, it kind of freaked me out. Like just, um, give me nightmares just because it's like, you, you know, you, you read something and in my own head, I would just play out what would happen in my head. (laughs) Just a little bit traumatizing. Well,
0: Batman, I think I had like four Batmans on my list.
1: Yeah. So what, well, Wes, what Batman movie?
2: What Batman movie. I still like the Dark Knight. That's my favorite. Yeah,
0: yeah Dark Knight's a, an easy one, I think, to put on the list. I think it you know, that's probably on most people's lists. As you go through that, I think the Dark Knight's a great movie. I mean,
2: not to spoil my list, but that's on my list. <laughs> it, and, and and the new Joker movie you know I that was creepy and it kind of it kind of played into the whole thing reading you know the the comics when I was a kid because it's just like dude that's psycho right I have a hard time watching the new Joker movie. but there was you know I mean
0: the original well not the original batman but the michael keaton Batman. You know, and then there's uh you know Batman yeah. Begins, and, and there were so many Batmans that I enjoyed.
2: What about with Mr. Freeze?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can it's you my go favorite wrong with Arnold playing Mr. <laughs> chill out, chill out.
2: <laughs> They're like when they were casting it's like, we'll just throw Alicia Silverstone in so people forget how bad the movie is,
0: right? <laughs> so uh but I mean, a Dark Knight, obviously, great movie. Um, so my number five is Blade Two. Whoa, I I do love Blade One. I love the whole. I like the Blades series, but I have Blade Two because I love two more. Two was one of my, my favorite. Great storyline. It's a part of the Blade series, obviously, as well, but. Uh, it's just a great mix of characters in that movie and uh obviously you know Wesley Snipes I think does a great job with that role uh, but I just, yeah I love the storyline I love the different characters in it you know and how everything play and how they like gave some some uh backstory to the to all of it too so uh, so I got Blade 2 at number 5
1: my number 5 because I was split between the original and then the sequel, but the sequel was the director's cut that came out later that was better. So if we're going with the original release, I'm going Superman. Christopher Reeve, Superman, as my number five. Can't go wrong with
0: that, can you?
1: No. I mean, Gene Hackman.
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's like... Who plays... You can't play a better Lex Luthor than Gene Hackman. Like it just it doesn't happen. But it gives the whole story to, you know, but it's like I mean, I love the the how in that movie they, they play a lot. It's like there's a lot of Clark Kent in it, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which not even as perfect as Clark God, Kent. God,
0: dude. He does such a good job in that movie. And even though but it's here's the thing it's like people watch it now and they think it's kind of cheesy, but remember it was that's in 78 funny. you know it was 78 like it's a different style of movie back then and so for its time it was awesome
1: well that's thing is like you have all the batmans and you can arguably make a case for you know keaton and bale and kilmer or you know um even ben Affleck as a really good bruce wayne batman but all the other Supermans, there's no one that compares to Christopher Reeve.
2: No.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, I love that one. Um, so I have at number four. It's already been said, but so it's Dark Knight. I love Dark Knight. I think, um, although I love you know love Jack Nicholson as the Joker <laughs> in in uh, in the first, although well, not the first, but the burden back Batman. Um, Heath Ledger just does such a great job in that movie. And I think Christian Bale does a good job in that movie. And altogether, I think it's one of the, the best Batmans. So I took that as my Batman because I had to have a Batman in the top five. And mm-hmm. I chose Dark Knight. At number four. What do you got, Derek?
1: Well, I'm switching my list because I'm going to take out one of my Batman, so I only have one. So <laughs> my number four is Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: I feel you're going to put that in there. I, I had that real close.
1: No, I think the, the biggest ones. thing about this one is I'm a comic book nerd. I love comics. I love watching comic book movies. And me and my wife, Caitlin, were at the theater and we saw a preview for Guardians of the Galaxy. And she was like, that looks like the dumbest movie I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
0: no, no, it's going to be great. It's going to oh, be great.
1: Man. And then she watched it and she's like, okay, that was a great movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, When when you could when you could turn people, it makes a good movie. For sure. Um, but yeah, it does on over the from an outside view perspective for a preview, maybe, you know, it does. It looks like, you know, it's kind of going to be real super cheesy. It's like you got a talking raccoon, a talking. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good. And, and it was it was up there. It was real close. Uh, let's see. Wes, what do you got there for number four?
2: I got Thor. I just like Thor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I I mean, if Anthony Hopkins is in it too, so that's I like just it's better. Just, I just love the whole concept, and just the uh, how he's has to. I mean, he's got he got the bad brother. And he's he gets thrown out of his own kingdom and he has to prove himself again I thought that I I didn't I never really read the comment but just the idea of him being his father's basically banishing him yeah. you know and he and he screwed up but he he redeemed himself yeah I, I think Thor's a great
0: movie. I, I enjoyed it. So can't uh can't argue. And again, you know, there's so many that were there are hard because you're gonna leave so many off the list. And uh Thor's one that you know I took off the list, but my list was really long. <laughs> so something had to be erased. Uh man. Oh Derek, you're up, number three.
1: Uh, my three is my Batman movie. Um, since you guys went the Dark Knight, I'm going 1988 Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger to me was a great Joker, but so was Jack Nicholson, and they were both yeah. great. And the whole, I mean, it was 1988. The Prince soundtrack on there, and like just Tim Burton, because it was 1988. So you had lots of different. You, you couldn't do a bunch of stuff that you can do now for Batman and he got the mood right and then then Joel Schumacher destroyed the mood with all the fluorescent and all this stuff yeah uh Michael Keaton was great as a brooding Bruce Wayne um
0: yeah I got yeah Batman. Keaton put, Keaton did a great job uh they got a lot of the story into that one which made it so good you know so, well, and then,
1: and at the time, Keaton was just known as a silly comedy guy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, well, and then yeah. I had so many classic, classic scenes and like quotes in that movie. It's like <laughs> Jack Palance in there, and, I mean, <laughs> plus it's sentimental because me and Joe used to go watch that one in the theater. So,
0: yeah. No, I love that one and it, it came down to Dark Knight and that one for me those were the two Batmans I had to choose one because I didn't want to have two Batmans either on there and so I took the, with the Dark Knight route alright Wes what do you got at three
2: I got the original Superman it's Christopher Reeve I mean yeah it's Gene Hackman makes the movie though But still, Christopher Reeve's just—it's just there's so many great scenes, Um, and when I watched it as a kid, I mean, it was kind of scary, you know, I was (laughs) watching it, and um, (laughs) there's there's some great lines though. It's just, uh, I mean, truth, justice, and the American way. You know, they're bringing (laughs) that back into the new Superman they're making another one good they said they're bringing it back truth just iconic stuff. yep gotta bring it back yeah well cool. and
1: everyone's forgetting marlon brando man i know oh, yep. played
0: the dad right um but even like the 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 blonde dude when he goes back to his hometown you know like I love that part he plays you know and and uh and then you have Lois Lane you got everything so I have Superman at number three as well it's it's the it's really is the whole story right when you when you look down and you look at a superhero movie that's got it all um uh, but they get through everything like you could have really ended the series right there you could just made one movie and it would have been great you know, and even though I like Superman 2 and Superman 3, you know, I like them all, but um, Superman 1 is my favorite. I've watched it a countless number. I can't even count how many times I've watched it. You know, as a kid, I used to watch it, like, once a week, at least. So, I love Superman. Gotta be up there. Here's where it gets a little sticky.
2: Number two. So, West. I got to go with Infinity War. Yeah. It's just probably never seen a movie quite like that movie. And I didn't really know anything about it until I watched it. So it was shocking to me. But yeah, the whole thing with the Infinity Stones and having them all in the movie and having the Guardians was really cool. And that whole, I mean, just how. You know, just so many people just disappeared, um, and of course, you know Tony's Tony Stark's like my favorite, and so I mean, <laughs> it's just like he's got to take over, and it's like, all right, what do we do here? And you know, and of course, I love Captain America, but yeah, it was a great villain, just uh, it's a great movie.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a good one. This one might throw you guys off a little bit. Not as much as my number one will, but this one will throw you off a little bit. Uh, I got Men in Black at number two because it comes from, you know, a comic series called Men in Black, you know? I mean, it's really the, the... It is the comic. But, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones plays such a good part in that. And then Will Smith plays the perfect young arrogant men in black agents but then it's like the storyline behind men in black it's relatable right i mean infinity war like just as a comparison you're like like that's that's a stretch right but aliens being part of earth and (laughs) government people coming in and brainwashing us sounds a lot like what's happening (laughs) Uh, but i, I like that part of the story i think it was well done is also you know the the storyline the acting um everything was really d- done really well it's one of my favorite movies so um, that snuck in there over there as over some other movies that are more superhero type comic type um but i got men in black there
1: well and then you're forgetting like vincent d'onofrio did such oh, a good- yeah
0: Yeah, playing the bug, you know. I mean, and it's funny because most people, I've I've asked multiple people watch that movie. It's like, hey, you know, it's this guy, you know, that guy that played in uh, Law and Order or whatever, you know. And they're like, what? No, that's not him. Mm -hmm.
1: Such a great character actor,
0: right? So that's that's my throw you for a loop number two there.
1: Well, time for my favorite Marvel guy, and it's. It's Captain America, Winter Soldier. Mm. This movie was... It's a superhero comic movie, but it's also like a 1970s spy thriller. Yeah. And that's why I love it so much. And you got Robert Redford in it, man. You got Robert Redford to play in a comic book movie.
2: Yeah,
1: So I think that for me is my number two. I just... Like... The script, the writing, everything about that one gets it for me. And just having Robert Redford, who's one of the greatest actors of all time, to be in that and being a villain is great.
0: Yeah, I like that one. And I like the Civil War one, too. But that was a good one, too. Both those are really good. Let's see, Wes.
2: Number one.
0: Uh, did you give two yet? I think you gotta give two. Oh
2: I didn't get two? Oh no, I did. Oh, maybe I didn't. Two. Oh it's <clears throat> that's um Iron Man. Tony Stark. So I mean is probably my favorite character because he just kinda like a I mean He's a philanthropist. He's kind of a regular dude, but it's just, he's got so many great lines in the first one and, you know, how he gets out of the cave and then how he has to, you know, put together the Iron Man suit and just, you know, the, the whole, Um, there's so many great lines that is it's, it's well-written. It's just, it's a fun movie because he's just such a great actor. Robert Down- I love Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, he uh like he remade his career.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, with Iron Man. I mean he even talks about it. You you hear him talk about it, how but also it's like Iron Man is it was one of my favorite toys as a kid, you know, because it's just like it's just a dude in a suit. <laughs> like I could be Iron Man if I had one of those suits. <laughs> if you're rich and uh <laughs> Yeah. I mean, super genius. Uh, but you know, I mean, I am a super genius. I'm just not rich, so just just need to get one of those going. <laughs> it's it's good movie. I, I love Iron Man. Um, so you can't you can't go wrong with that. All right, Derek, lead us off. Number one movie.
1: Well, this one, I have a number one because. I think without this franchise and this movie in particular, the superhero movies would have probably died, and that's Spider-Man Two. Yeah, Tobey Maguire, Alfred Molina, Doc Ock. It's what brought this the Sam Remy Spider-Man trilogy is what brought <laughs> comic books back. So that's why I got it at number one.
0: Yeah, I and mean, in you know comic books are often thought of by a lot most people as superhero right and you think about iconic superheroes spider-man one of the most iconic ever uh which is interesting that number one like grossed a lot yeah you know but two is it's 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 funny how it's better i mean in my opinion as well i think two is better than one um great movie yeah I don't particularly like I, I just like Tom Holland a little bit you know but I don't like all the new Spider-Mans <laughs> uh, just as far as the, the Spider-Man actors anyway I mean the movies are good but I I, I think Tommy, Tommy Wire did a great job alright Wes let's hear it give us your number one It's Winter
2: Soldier, Captain America. I got to go with Captain America. I said, you know, it's just, again, no, a lot of great lines. Um, And just the the idea behind it, honestly, it, it just seems so like what we're going through today. You know, how everybody wants, you know, just the whole control apparatus and everything. It is. It is like a spy movie too. So, and I love, and I, I always forget her name, but um, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. She kind of makes the movie.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, who doesn't love Scarlett Johansson?
0: Yeah. <laughs> let's let's be let's just be honest here.
1: That's why you should have been Iron Man Two West because she's yeah. really good in on that one.
0: Yeah. yeah. You could have had back to back Scarlett Joe. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh yeah, I mean I and I mean, Samuel I like Jackson, him. the whole part with Samuel Jackson, I, I just like just so awesome. Yeah. He he's so good in all of them. Yeah. I, I love him
0: in all those movies. Um so again, this one's gonna throw you guys off because it's not traditional and it's not superhero. I mean, they're I guess everything's superhero, but Alien versus Predator. I love Predator. I love Alien. There's the AVP comic, but then when you put it into the movie, it's such a cool thing like, idea all across the board. Like, first, you got these humans that are racing down to find this pyramid they find, and then all of a sudden, they're in this game of Alien versus Predator, which is the coolest game ever, right? Predators fly down and hunt aliens, you know, and like, that's how they game their thing. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of my favorite movies, which is why I put it up there. There's more iconic comic book movies. And uh, I mean, there's so many we left off the list, obviously, but for me, I can sit down and watch it over and over and over again. Love that movie. Like, it's just fun to watch. If you haven't watched it recently, sit down and watch it. It's good.
2: I haven't seen it. Oh god, I've never seen it.
0: You gotta no, watch it. it. Cool.
2: <laughs> the yeah, first, it's... yeah, the first Alien movie. Just, I just, it makes me not want to watch any of them. Oh really? <laughs> I
1: took because Caitlin's not a horror movie person, but I took her to see Alien in the theater.
2: That's awesome.
1: Or
0: an
2: anniversary <laughs> like the of anniversary she did. coming
0: out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Of course she did. That's awesome. Oh, oh that man, that's funny. It's getting off topic,
1: but Alien and then Aliens are two of the greatest movies of all time, I think. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, Alien's is totally, totally awesome. different. Well, and so is Predator. And then you put them together?
2: Yeah. Like
0: they get any better
2: than that. <laughs> Predator
0: uh, 2. Remember Predator 2? Oh man. I had to Danny go see- Glover?
2: Yeah, Come I was on. like, I don't care. I gotta see Predator 2 as Danny Glover. I'm like, yeah. whatever, you're too old for this shit. He's man. like, <laughs> what you Yeah, he pulls out his
0: gun. He's like, hurry up, Predator.
2: I was uh, waiting for him to say it. I was like, say it. Say it. Do
0: it. Get a it uh, old for this. But you know, so as as we kind of wrap up the, the the comic book movies the problem with this topic was for me there's, there's so many good movies yeah. right and there's a lot of movies that like i enjoy more than other people enjoy but within the same series you know like x-men's a good example i love x-men but i also really like x-men first class you know i really like the storyline behind that one and and everything they did in that one and so it's hard or for me to leave A off. lot
1: of people say X2 is the best.
0: Right, exactly. You know? And I, that's so it's, why I
1: was like, I didn't know
2: which one. I, I like X2
0: better. Or like Logan and Wolverine. You know, like Logan's one of the best <coughs> movies. I had a hard time not putting Logan on there as, as well, you know? But uh there's just so many. It's a very hard cool. topic. Deadpool was on the list. Jeez. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman.
2: Howard the Duck.
0: <laughs> Howard oh,
2: the Duck. dude, I forgot about Howard the Duck. I've probably seen Howard the Duck more than any other of those movies. <laughs> yeah, what about Weird Yeah, More than Superman. And then I watched it lately. I'm like, oh my God. So that's so bad. That's what happened to me. I watched too much Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's, But you know what? It's kind of creepy. It it's is. It's really creepy. Well, you know who directed that, right? I don't remember. I don't
1: remember anything. Let me make sure. I'm pretty sure it was oh, okay, no, it wasn't. But who wrote it, I think. I thought um I thought it was George Lucas, but I think he might have wrote it.
2: Oh one of them wrote
0: it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it when, when I was young I had a a VHS tape. Because you remember you can record three movies on a VHS tape back wow. in the day, six hours. Yeah. I had Back to the Future, then Howard the Duck. <laughs> and I used to watch it because I always loved Back to the Future, but then I just leave it on and continue to watch Howard the Duck. So I see that movie a lot, and it's mm. bad. <laughs> I got it on DVD. <laughs> oh, so, Lucas was just a producer. He wasn't. Weird Science was a hard one for me to leave off, dude, because I love Weird Science. But it's loosely, because it's so loosely based on a comic. That's it's not called Weird Science, but it was it's the same premise. But I love that movie, dude. <coughs> all the Iron, all the Iron Mans were really hard. The Avengers, all the Avengers, obviously.
2: Uh, those ones it's are just, tough. There's just so many. I mean. Even Guardians, like,
0: yeah, I, Guardians. I, Gops, I love
2: Guardians yeah. in the Avengers the Infinity War, uh, Justice Leagues.
0: Um, it sucked. What are you talking about, <laughs>
2: dude? I watch Batman versus Superman, it's on all the time. I like it, I like Batman I watch it for the most part. I like the movie, I like,
0: I like Man of Steel too.
2: Movie. The fighting, I love how he almost kills Superman, but then at the end it's just too much. I'm like, come on, stop already. It's like.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a lot. And like there's some I had to take off because they were too loosely based. Like I tried to stick with ones where it's like the same name.
2: Yeah.
0: As the comic.
1: I'm surprised, yeah, because you know everyone talks to snacks Zack Snyder, but his best comic book mono was Watchmen.
2: Yeah, I know. I I thought you know what I was gonna put them in the top five, but I haven't seen it in probably t- ten years now. I don't remember it, but I when I saw it, I really liked it. I just haven't watched it in like ten years.
1: You probably like really like Rorschach. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what about Swamp Thing? Have you seen um um. Uh, werewolf by night it's like a little mini epi- like a little like 45 minute show on disney plus it's about werewolf by night who's a comic <laughs> book character and um as elsa bloodstone but also swamp thing makes an appearance
0: nice <laughs> so that was awesome yeah i don't know. most people haven't seen the old swamp thing but i mean for the 70s it was good yeah. It's like The Thing. It
1: was good for its time, man. Yeah, we didn't mention any Fantastic
2: Fours. Right, oh, right. I I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Fantastic Four. I saw the first
0: one. Oh, actually, it was the other one with the uh, Fantastic Silver Fours. Silver Surfer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that, too. Yeah, I watched right. the...
1: Uh... Train wreck one with Michael B. Jordan,
0: that wasn't very good. Yeah, I saw like Unbreakable popped up, you know, and I was like, yeah. uh, and then like Black Panther popped <laughs> up, like that's a good one. There, I, just, that's the problem, you know. Deadpool you already mentioned, but there's just so many of them. So it was a, it was a hard topic to narrow down, but it was a good thought exercise, and now. I'm gonna go watch Alien versus Predator.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna watch The Guardians because I'm gonna go see Number Three on Saturday.
2: Oh, that's right. I want to see it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good, and it's something you can get your uh, your son into.
1: Yeah, not yet, but yeah, <laughs> think it's a little older. Right now, he's only Star Wars. So yeah. if we want to do top Star Wars stuff. He will come and tell you his favorite. Yeah, yeah.
2: Empire Strikes Back, right?
1: Yeah. Well, he loves now Clone Good. Wars and stuff too. Who? The Clone Wars
0: cartoon. Oh yeah. I mean, come on! I was we we're watching Friday the Thirteenth at his age. I know. I know. <laughs> it's not by my choice.
1: <laughs> Nightmare on Elm
0: Street. I'll Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: <laughs> yep. Lethal Weapon and.
0: Yep. Die Hard and top gun
2: jaws i love jaws dude. Jaws, jaws is so gave good. me nightmares though dude i watched jaws in 3d with my sister like when i was like five and my sister oh it. yeah i was like this is kind of cool remember you had to put and the 3d like glasses on
1: for me you know, the, it was the red about... and blue when all the, the the people died i don't care it was when like the dog goes into the water and then he doesn't come back i'm like yeah. oh what oh, that's messed up
0: <laughs> yeah i loved the when jaws 3d came out that was cool you get the 3d glasses on and you yeah. know was like four scenes in the whole movie that you yeah. to use the 3d glasses uh that's great and then uh you know, movie though, the, I watched all those movies, and the only one that ever really gave me nightmares or scared me wasn't even any of those. It was Wizards of Oz. Oh, really? Yeah, it's when that the witch comes out, dude, and they oh, yeah. mm-hmm. starts throwing fireballs at the at them. They're walking down the brick Road. I'm like, that's messed up. For me, the biggest
1: one still is Wrath of Khan. Yeah, the I can't uh, watch the earwig. I
2: can't yeah, watch. It. That's yeah.
1: When, well, they're just
2: gosh when we were
1: that young, you know, that movie's awesome and everything. But when we're that young, that was a
2: creepy stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. It was disgusting. I'm like, what? No, no. It, I, 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 I think it was about five years ago I was able to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it it's is,
2: it's my favorite Star Trek,
1: but yeah, that scene, it's like, oh.
0: That is a messed up scene. Yeah. But then all the movies back then were, so it didn't matter. <laughs> That's the, That was the the golden age. It'll never be like that again. All right, well, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. If you're still listening, some good uh, reminiscent talk there. Got our top five comic book movies. We did top five uh, most overrated NFL quarterbacks, top five wide receiver quarterback duos. Yeah. Um, pretty good uh pretty good podcast there thanks for watching don't forget to subscribe and like uh, if you're listening on any of the podcast channels appreciate
2: listening and we will see you next time